Welcome to Red Rank Podcast. I'm your host, The Crow Show, home of the smoothest voice on Twitch. I don't know if I've clarified here before, but there's a trend going around on Twitter where people are like, here's how you say my name. <laughs> you can call me The Crow Show if you want to keep it formal, or just Crow if you want to keep it casual. So there you have it. Also, my pronouns are he, him. In today's episode, I'm very happy to share with you a conversation I had with Vizzy, a very talented cosplayer in the Dead by Daylight world. Felix Richter Main and uh, cosplays is actually Zarina. We had a really good conversation talking about invisible illness, autism, um, social media strategy, algorithm, you know, etiquette across cultures. It's a really, really good conversation, and I hope you get a lot out of it. So, without any further ado, here's my interview with Vizzy. All right, and as promised, I am here with Vizzy, who is a wonderful Dead by Daylight content creator, cosplayer, just a wonderful person all around. Uh, Vizzy's pronouns are she, her. And if you're new to the show, I'm The Crow Show. My pronouns are he, him. Uh, Vizzy, welcome to Red Rank Podcast. How are you doing today? Hi, Crow. Thanks for having me. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Had a beautiful day, and now I'm just relaxing. How are you? That's amazing. Yeah, I'm doing really well. Uh, the time zone thing, it's like <laughs> trying to like, I i really hope that we over here in North America get rid of daylight savings time because it really throws off like the rest of the world, right? Like, yeah, I'm sitting here counting on my fingers. What time is it there? And what time <laughs> is it here? <laughs> Yeah, when uh, you but, messaged yeah. me, it was not 5 p.m. yet. And I was like, wait a minute. Oh, no, it changed to daylight savings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're here, though. Now, I'm really happy about that. Um, I, I like to open things most of the time by asking people, like, how, how is there a story behind your name, Vizzy? Like, I'm curious if. Well, uh, so <laughs> there's this, uh, my friends, I have a group of friends here in my hometown and um, we've known each other since high school and we all had like, you know, just like you know, some names We would always like hang out at the skate, uh, uh, you know, at the skate park or at the basketball court and we would just like, you know, listen to music and everything. And so everyone was giving each other nicknames and I had this one friend who called me V-Dog or like V-Dizzle and because okay. of my real name is Veronica. Right. So, you know, he just like put something in between and I was like, okay, that's how I'm, how my name now is. <laughs> so yeah. when I wanted to do a gaming alias, alias I was like, I don't like that name. That sounds like, you know, too aggressive and it doesn't sound cute. So I wanted to do something cute. So, you know, from VDiz or like VDizzle, um, I went to Busy because I thought like, hey, Busy is a cute name. Let's do it like that. Yeah. And yeah, that's how uh, my name Busy came because <laughs> I didn't want to get that name uh, that I was known for here in my hometown. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I love that. I haven't heard that story before. Um, that's really cool. Do you do your friends still play games? or? Yes, I still see still them on Steam playing Counter-Strike oh, or like other games, Borderlands. Uh, they're still on, like we're still like gamers. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'm, I'm happy to hear that because, yeah, the, the thing is, as, as time goes on, sometimes you lose touch with some of these people and um, that, can be a, that can be a really tough thing when you yeah. have to 
realize, oh man, this, we're not homies anymore. Like one of my ex, one of my old Xbox messages was still on my Xbox, and it was me asking my friend if he's going to play Sea of Thieves when it comes out. That was how many years ago, Aww. and he never got back to me. Oh <laughs> <And> so, no! <laughs> that was our last thing. We used to play like Friday the Thirteenth together all the time, like every night. So uh, yeah, I have like this with my friends. We started off with the same game, which was like kind of like World of Warcraft, or Left 4 Dead, League of Legends. And then um, we all went separate ways. Some people were like playing Counter-Strike and then others like uh, changed. And I was like, you know, exploring. I was in my RPG, JRPG uh, genre and then horror especially. And that's not what my friends play. But we would meet up and play Mario Kart or Super Smash Bros. together or like, you know, just like some fun games. Yeah. That's cool. So you do the the IRL Twitch thing where you sit down and play games together and... uh... It's, it seems like that's such a distant thing these days. I can't remember the last time I like physically sat down with my friends to play. Yeah, anything it's, really. It's been long. Now everything is mm-hmm. online, so you can still meet up because everyone like moved away, and so when we're all together, we're gonna meet up at my friend's place and we're gonna play Mario Kart. Everyone's oh, cool. bringing their controller, and then oh, we just like what? join. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Who, who do you like to who do you like to use uh, when you play Mario Kart? I'm between Boo and Shy Guy. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I, I had a really f- silly story. This goes back to, again, when I was playing games with friends. We were playing Mario Party. And um, my fr- friend walked in while we were playing, in the middle of us playing a game. And I just won one of the rounds. And um, my friend was joking around saying, oh, yeah, I'm so good. I won. And I was like, no, I won. I'm Peach because it was Peach who won. I was like, I'm Peach. I'm the one who won. I'm Peach. And everybody started calling me Peach after that. I was like, no. <laughs> so, how long did you uh, get there or like carry that name, Peach? <laughs> oh, it was at least two years. Oh, no. <laughs> it, was, it was really embarrassing. I was like, oh, no, geez. Like, oh, well. But that's that's what friends are there for, right? They're there to yeah. give you a hard time. And, and yeah, Twitch mods, time. too. Their Twitch mods are there to harass the streamers. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Now, when I was, again, when I was going through your social media, I forgot what those are called when you have that blurb of, you know, summary of, you know, like the, the platforms you're on, the kind of games you like to play. Um, but I, I, I was reading your social media summary. And if, if I'm reading it correctly, do you speak like five languages? Yes, I do speak five so languages. German, Italian, English, French, and Spanish? Yes. And I speak that, also like two more dialects. <laughs> so Oh no way. <laughs> yes. Wow, that's really cool. That that's something that's we don't really get over here in North America because we're so like boneheaded and <laughs> but that's that's really cool. How does it feel to um, you know, speak all of those languages and then speak English in your during your um, Twitch streams? Honestly, at the beginning when I started speaking English, which was, I think, around 2011, 2012, like more frequently, it was very difficult. Um, Mm -hmm. I would feel very uh, tired and fatigued after that because, you know, I would not speak my native language, Italian or German. So I was very tired at the end of the day. 
But um, the more friends were from North America, the more I got used to it. I was very self-conscious because of my accent because I used to have an accent. So I was like, I don't really want to speak English, but it was my favorite subject in school and everything was in mm -hmm. English for me. So I, I started practicing. I started traveling. I started going to the States. I started like, you know, con connecting with like people outside that are not from Germany or don't speak uh, German or Italian. Um, so I could practice like this energy flow that I would get when I speak English. And now it's like easier. Um, I mostly speak English. I only speak German or Italian when I'm outside speaking with my family members or like at work. Okay. But other than mm -hmm. that, everything is in English. Oh, that's amazing. And I think that my experience is that um, folks that are in like a position like you and you're, you know, living in Germany, um, streaming in English, like, I, I find that y'all tend to have better grammar than those of us here in like Canada or the US. I don't know if you've observed that, but... Yes. It, you know, you're so well-spoken and uh, really professional and also very entertaining and just really cool. But uh, that's something I've noticed. <laughs> like, it is very, how do you say, formal, but also very poetic. Like a lot of people, they, uh, they like to uh, have their own tone of voice. And that's the thing that you can have in German, which is good. But mm -hmm. I like it in English because in English you have more, like you can express yourself more. It's not about grammar, but it's more about self-expression. And I think in English it's easier than in German, which mm -hmm. I'm having difficulty in because in school I was not good in German. Like my grammar was very bad. And I okay. actually failed my high school uh, exam oh. in German. And my oh, best wow. subject was English. <laughs> so there I decided oh. <laughs> I'm not going to study in German. I'm going to study in English. <laughs> oh, wow. That's really cool. Now, I'm curious, like, when it comes to your content creation journey and even to this day, like, do you find, do you find there's any kind of, like, do you run into many, like, kind of cultural clashes because English isn't your first language and you get people like me who are, like, from Canada or, like, the U.S., like, do you run into I don't know, people saying things you maybe don't quite understand because they're using like local jargon, I guess you could say. Yes, um, there's there are some moments where I feel like I don't know that word, so I have to Google it so I could like get oh, is that right? with it or I have to ask them. It's mm -hmm. mostly um, bad words. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yes. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> that I have to kind of look up because I don't understand what that means. So I have to check it out of seeing like, okay, why is it like, you know, that bad? And then I educate myself or like I just ask around. Um, mm -hmm. There's sometimes like the language barrier is there, especially because I don't live in the US or like in Canada or like in uh, in England, like in the UK or in Ireland. So I don't know um, what's, you know, appropriate or not. I I mean, you've seen, you've probably heard of what happened last year in December with a word that I didn't know I was aware of, uh, mm -hmm. especially because it was against my own people uh, because I'm half Asian, I'm half Asian and Italian, like I'm half Thai and Italian. So I right. didn't know that this word was really bad in English speaking countries because, mm -hmm. um, you know, I didn't know it was bad and I felt really sorry because I was not aware of it. I am aware of some words because I like to read about things. I like to read sometimes mm -hmm. about drama that's been happening in the community so I can see, okay, that's a bad word and I should not like, you know, learn that bad word or like I should not like, you know, uh, yeah, use it anywhere. 
Um, mm -hmm. And in this matter, I didn't know about it. And that's something where I felt really bad because I, I yeah, it's something that uh, really got me because I would never do that. And mm -hmm. it was a good uh, moment of education for me of like, you know, learning how the, uh, the English speaking culture is. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it was yeah, very I, I painful. Think, <laughs> yeah. And I, I think you handled that really well. And, um, you know, I, I don't like saying this, but like, that's kind of how I learned about your content was through that whole, you know, bad word and like, I, I, I looked into it and then I, you know, I checked out your content and, and I watched how you responded and you, you were very just upfront and honest. You said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm not from North America. Like English is not my first language. I'm not, not familiar with the ins and outs of what's appropriate, what's not. Uh, so I, I thought that was a really good response and just an honest response so I was like, hey, you know, this this person's this person's all right. <laughs> it's you you had to you had to face a lot of like backlash with that though, right? Like you Yes. It was the first time that I was actually involved in a community drama drama. Um and I wanted to avoid it as much as I can. And then I did this tournament where like, you know, this happened and a lot of uh, people were watching and then it got like carried on onto one of the most used um social media platforms. And mm -hmm. I was panicking because it was it never happened to me. But I had friends tell me as a content creator, especially the more you grow, the more like you have people watching you and you uh, have to like, you know, look um, what you're saying. And it was a very terrible uh, hour, like day for me because it was a mm -hmm. successful tournament. And then after the aftermath of the tournament, I was up until 8 a.m. Uh, writing that text, helping my friends were also helping me out and calming me down because oh. I was really overreacting. I was in tears. And uh, oh, no. and my dad came into my room and he asked me what is going on. And I told him, yeah, um, mm. everyone is against me right now on the Internet. And I did oh, something no. wrong that I was not aware of. So I was like really there messaging, writing and like, you know, focusing on like clearing it up of saying like I am because I really wanted this out. I couldn't wait another day because, like I said, I am I'm very sorry of what I said. It was not mm. meant to. I am Asian myself. I'm also like, you know, uh, someone who doesn't live in North America. And it's something that I, someone, they should have reached out to me and told me that, hey, this is not good. They should have also listened to the accent that I have because I have an accent when I speak. So it's not a North American accent. So they should like kind of like see that it's not my first language. Yeah. Um, yeah so. It yeah, was no, I'm really <laughs> yeah, I'm really sorry you had to go through all of that. Uh, but again, like you seeing the way you handled it i was like hey you know what that that's a kind of person i can support and get behind and really champion in the future because um yeah i'm i'm trying to see things from your perspective and th I, that's what i don't think a lot of people do like in terms of let's say german or italian culture i i couldn't tell you what's appropriate what's not appropriate especially like when it comes to um I'm going to use a different example, like uh, Japanese culture. It's uh, from what I understand, it's considered rude to be walking around with a drink in public and drinking your coffee while you're walking. We do that here every day. So like 
there's a whole world out there, people. And, uh, you know, if, if you were to pluck me out of Canada and put me in Italy or Germany, I'm sure I'd probably say or do probably multiple things that I do here that maybe aren't appropriate over there or people might be like that's kind of weird so I think it's really important for people to consider perspective and and I'm glad that you made it through through all of that um nastiness because I've I've been there like in terms of when the whole internet turns on you and um I've received some really nasty messages and for for a period of about six months, I was receiving like harmful threats and stuff. And really? Yeah, people are just people are crazy out there. Yeah, I had a lot but, of supportive messages of like, um, but also like some people not understanding where I was like, okay, um, you know, this is like how we are seeing it now or like how like you know the majority are seeing it. Don't do it, even if it's if you think it's not like harmful. For some, mm-hmm. it is. So why do you start a discussion? Why do you start making fun of it? Just learn from it and say, like, okay, I'm not going to say that anymore. Um, I learned mm-hmm. from it, period. Over it. But yeah. there was people that kept commenting that at one point I said, uh, like, okay, I'm going to turn my comments off. No one should mm-hmm. message you. I don't want everyone going against each other. That's something that I don't like if the entire DVD community goes against each other. Uh, I've seen it before, and I just don't want it and not happening on my profile, especially there. Because I'm still a content creator, I'm still a human, and I so mm-hmm. I res- I respect everyone's uh, opinion, but there's also a stop sign sometimes, and oh, yeah. you know mm-hmm. you gotta stop and uh, just you know accept it that it's not right and move on. Period. That's like yeah. something that I didn't want it to happen. And I saw also like then suddenly creators going against against each other, and I was oh, like, no. that's not what I wanted. Um, yeah. So I I just put a stop in it. And after that, I was fine. I mean, I was not fine. That's where my mental health uh, issues started (laughs) from that day. Where I didn't feel really good. Um, I was Mm. very scared as a creator. But as I think that's something that we have to accept, right? That's we put ourselves Mm. out there and we have to be a role model. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say that uh, in terms of like your mental health, I've seen you taking steps towards like in controlling what you can control in terms of like, I saw recently, I think you said you deleted your TikTok and I think you've taken some breaks from Twitter and stuff. And I think it's good to do stuff like that because when you're a content creator, it's, I don't want to say it's like a 24 seven job, but it's constantly in your brain, right? Like you've got Mm -hmm. notifications popping up and you're editing, you're um, maybe working on a cosplay between streams and um, dealing with feedback, positive and negative. And uh, it's like it never ends kind of thing. Right. So yeah, yeah, I was curious (laughs) if you could talk about the importance of, doing things like deleting your TikTok and taking breaks from social media like how is how how is that felt when you take those breaks it's really good but once you come on because i took these breaks from friday till sunday when i really needed them to uh, to happen 
now I'm being online because I feel like a bit better. But like, you know, when mm -hmm. I feel like I need to distance myself because I've been reading too much, I'm not being productive. I start doing these breaks, but coming back on a Monday, seeing new things happening, uh, new drama, uh, you know, new topics uh, that, you know, lit up discussions. I feel like, you know, sitting in the bathroom, reading my newspaper and reading all the news outlets that happened during the weekend. And I am glad that I was not there during that time. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like catching up. Um, I'm just making sure my friends are okay. My creator friends are okay and that they didn't get attacked or, you know, anything happened against them. Um, so it's uh, it feels like uh, you're coming back and there's more fires out there. <laughs> <laughs> that's right uh, hey everybody how's it going wait oh no <laughs> yeah <laughs> y'all uh set fire to the apartment while i was away and yeah it um, is important uh, it's important to do that uh to, to take this break because honestly uh with twitch streaming and everything all your socials like expecting growth you don't want to, you, you like you said you're not taking a day off and mm -hmm. I used to work f uh, in social media for an esports company, and okay. it was the same. I was not sleeping mm -hmm. during the weekend. I was always on oh, my no. phone. I was always checking out. Like I was twenty four seven on it, and it's the same yeah. as a creator. Like you're twenty four seven on it, and you don't take a break at all because mm -hmm. you're looking at the comments, you're looking at what's happening in the community, you're like updating yep. yourself on the metrics, and it's. It's very exhausting and I'm oh, doing yeah. it for my mental health to just like, you know, relax and to not care about it. I'm going to be back on Monday and then I take care of everything that happened between, you know, Friday and Sunday. Mm -hmm. That's I think that's a really good strategy and I think good advice for anybody out there. There there have actually been some. I will never name names, but I've seen some people online where I just I really just want to send them a message and say, hey, you know, maybe just like log out for a day or two, <laughs> you know, like step away from the Twitter, step away from the TikTok. Let this all pass. Cause it, it, it it'll all pass, right? Like mm -hmm. people will just move on to the next thing. And yeah. Um, maybe I should get into the habit of that though. <laughs> like, yeah. And like, Hey, Hey, take a step back. Yeah, exactly. The problem is also um, you're expecting growth. Yeah, like you've been working really hard. That's what I've been doing for like over two years now with my cosplays and DVD. Mm -hmm. I've been working really hard. And as of course, you see the results, you see the feedback, but you also like kind of expect growth, immediate growth. Because um, you rely on um, this growth and you rely also on the income that comes with this growth, right? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. back then when I started streaming, that was like almost three years ago, I was pushing myself. I saw the numbers going up. I saw everything was going well. I was pushing, pushing, pushing. Um, the income was going up and I was like feeling like fulfilled. But I was like, I, okay, the next milestone is to hit Twitch partner. And mm -hmm. then, you know, I, and then I made it, it's not like you made it after you become Twitch partner. No, it's right, like, it's right. still a grind. So I've, yeah. I've learned from my content that I've been creating that like growth is not immediate, be humble and just like enjoy the moments where it's like, you know, getting the light and it's getting this exposure and it's getting like, you know, all the, um, traffic and, uh, and all the good feedbacks, just enjoy it. The growth comes slowly. That's what I learned in the three years of streaming and making content. It comes slowly and it comes not immediately. Uh, and yeah, just uh, just uh, don't, how do you say that? Just don't overthink 
about making mm -hmm. it from one day to another because that's not how it is. You see a lot of creators that have been streaming for five, six years and they're partnered now. Um, they're slowly like, you know, trying to um, explore who they are, discover their content and see, okay, where do I feel like I have the potential of changing something? And for me, I had this self-discovery trip for like three years now where I went from variety yeah. to now a DVD content creator and again, a cosplayer that I was like, I cosplay, I think, how, how long is it? It was in 2008 that was the last time that I cosplayed and through DVD, I started cosplaying again. So I found what I wanted to do and I found the community that I wanted to engage in and the content that I want to produce. And mm -hmm. it's it takes time. It takes time, of course, like, it you does. know, social media <clears throat> algorithm has been changing. I've been there since yeah. like 20... 15 i studied media management so in four years i learned everything about media and the algorithm and like the changes and the updates so i i've been i've started making like photography content that was in 20 around 2013 2014 i was doing like photography content um kind of like not the influencer thing but like the travel uh person because you know i mm -hmm. used to travel a lot to italy and i like photography okay. so um so i was doing this content and i found my um my target audience back in the days which was canada mm -hmm. um, okay and it cool was so easy <laughs> to influence canadians with all the travel pictures that i had because first of all i was in europe and I come from a country or like from an island in Italy where there's a lot of beaches and Canadians love beaches. Um, oh, you yeah. see that we every do, Canadian, yeah. they go to, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> they go to Florida. Guilty as charged. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So, so I kind of like analyzed back then already the, the audience in Canada. And that's how yeah. I was making my content. And that's how I was engaging in Instagram. Instagram back then was having a beautiful feed having travel pictures, having beautiful pictures and just posting them. And that's how you would get your gigs. So when I moved in Canada, I had this um, opportunity where a lot of photographers wanted to take pictures of me or they just wanted to collaborate. Mm -hmm. And um, even companies wanted to uh, ask me to like try something out and just like promote their products. Um, so that's how I got into this social media um, trend and that's how i saw all the changes and i was also there when the algorithm changed and that's what instagram it destroyed instagram so everyone was trying to do the same content which i also noticed especially with the canadian audience um you know trying to make the same content of beach uh, girl uh traveling <laughs> to guatemala you know and just like taking um. pictures and uh you know and nicaragua so all of these places they were going there and um and that's how they grew as creators becoming influencers and um mm -hmm. and then instagram saw that everything changed so they switched the algorithm to what is most important and what is basically mostly engaged with from like you know chronicle algorithm it went completely to yeah it's based on your interest and now it's the same with every social media. It's almost the same. Like um, everyone shifted mm -hmm. then to TikTok and TikTok was becoming yeah. this like big trend of like, you know, you post something, you do a trend, your views go up and that's basically mm -hmm. it. Now they're changing it to SEO, which um, mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know what it is, but I have the, the luck that I know because I had this in school in marketing classes of seeing, okay, what is SEO? You need the, you know, to write the same words in the headliner and in the, the header and the, you know, in the description. So it would mm -hmm. get picked up from the, um, 
from a search engine and then it just pops up as a recommended uh video or like a recommended content piece and that's how i saw like that everything was changing and it's not anyone's fault that their content is not doing well it is social media that they want to have more traffic and more uh kpis and more like uh engagement in order to grow and uh Mm. and that's something that a lot of people don't understand but I saw it because I was analyzing during my internship or doing my studies, all of these things. And uh, they're doing it on purpose. Like they don't want to make your life easier. They want you to be online 24 seven. And that's why I decided I have to take a break because I cannot do that. If I'm coming back with my content, yeah. it's good, but I am not going to live on the internet or on socials in order to, um, to satisfy all of these social media platforms, because that's how I'm not going to feel well with my mental health that's how i'm gonna be depressed and uh and doubting my content i think that you touch on something that's really important and it's that you know the it that really struck me when you talked about the the seo uh which is uh search search engine optimization mm-hmm. for tiktok especially because tiktok is trending in that direction where they want to be like Google, right? They want to be, they want to climb, like they want their, their TikTok videos that other people are making to, to pop up on Google searches and Bing searches and stuff. So that's why, yeah, like you said, the views are down right now because maybe you're not making, you know, here's how to cook perfect grilled cheese or something like that, right? Like here's, I know that doesn't really apply to gaming, but my funny uh, Twitch clips aren't popping off as much because, yeah, it's just it doesn't feed the search engine at all. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's not uh, climbing those ranks. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing about like um, TikTok, what they're doing right now is you could see like the changes in TikTok right now switch from short videos to longer videos youtube like videos so they are one to compete with youtube so before tiktok was competing uh was having like this exclusive exclusive algorithm where everyone could post a a video and it would boom it would go viral that was like their trend and that's how tiktok got so popular but then instagram tried to do the same as tiktok of being like you need to do something trendy to go viral um, we're mm-hmm. not using our old algorithm anymore because they saw how TikTok was climbing up the social ladder in the platform ranks and mm-hmm. uh, and Instagram didn't like it. So now TikTok um, saw that like too many people were becoming influencers the same way as Instagram saw that there's too many influencers right now. And that's how they switch. And now TikTok is doing the same. Too many influencers are having it too easy. We're going to switch it up now and we're going to do the same way as YouTube did now. So TikTok is now mm-hmm. doing the same way as YouTube, because YouTube videos is SEO. Everything in YouTube before was your thumbnail had to be um, attractive. It had to look the same. And that's how it caught mm-hmm. the algorithm. But now it's also SEO. And that's how TikTok is doing the same. TikTok is having now, I don't know, 10 minute videos. Um, they are making it mm-hmm. longer to compete with YouTube now. So they don't even care about Instagram or any other platform anymore. They they want to reach higher and they want to get mm-hmm. YouTube and that's how they also did the streaming platform for for TikTok. So um, it is like a really like a fight between social Mm -hmm. media platforms and every creator is suffering 
with this fight because every mm-hmm. month or every like quarter, um, everything is changing. You're and that's how your um, content is declining. And that's how I noticed it. And I said, like, I'm not going to go with TikTok. I'm going to stay with YouTube and Twitch and do my cosplays. I don't even care yeah. about Instagram anymore. I don't care about mm-hmm. TikTok. I only focus on Twitch on YouTube because these have been up for so long. And you don't have to really, um, you know, look for or seek for this um, attention. Because you see, like, if you see DVD TikToks, Everything at the beginning, like two years ago or like a year ago, um, the TikToks were exclusive. They were exceptional, like they were different. Mm -hmm. But now you go into TikTok and you see the same video from like different creators over and over again because they saw like, Mm -hmm. okay, this is how it worked for the others. I'm going to try to do the same, but the train kind of just like, you know, departed. It's not like that anymore. Mm -hmm. Oh, totally. I I agree with you 100%. That It's... uh... Have you ever have you seen that movie Moneyball? No, by chance? I it's okay if you haven't. Well, it's uh, it's about um, a guy named Billy Bean who's the general manager for the Oakland Athletics, a baseball team over here. They're they're kind of renowned for being a very poor baseball team, so they can't bring in all the most expensive players. Uh, so they kind of have to operate on a very shoestring, like low budget in terms of how the the players they can sign. And in the movie, Brad Pitt has a line where he says, if we try to play like the Yankees in here, we're, we're going to fail when we get out onto the field because the Yankees are operating on an unlimited budget. They can pay for all the big players. They can sign all the big coaches. And um, I, I think that's kind of what you're touching on. You know, if I'm a Dead by Daylight content creator and I'm trying to mimic what Aaron's doing or swarm or um those are just two names that pop up in my head right away um spooky loops if i'm trying to mimic what they're doing i'm not gonna do it as well right like they've Mm -hmm. already got a leg up because they found what works for them so trying to do things the way the others are doing it's 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 a losing way of completing content creation i would say so mm-hmm. i i think it's a, a bit of what you're touching on yeah it's like there is a market and you have to analyze what is missing in the market so when i was studying i did a competitive analysis and i was doing actually a project on my own content back then and oh, cool. i was doing a competitive analysis of seeing like competitors and i just like pick so sad um popular streamer here and there and i just like analyzed them and i said like this is what they're doing um and this is what i am doing and i would just like adjust to okay what is something that i have that they don't have and that's how i went into the dead by daylight um community like i was streaming that by daylight i think over mm-hmm. two years now um okay, yeah. and um and i saw okay there's not many cosplayers out there and i love cosplaying uh why should i not try it try it out because mm-hmm. like there's less cosplay content. That's how I started on TikTok doing the cosplay skits of like Trickster and Legion. And then I would just like voice over existing trending sounds. And that's how it would boom, right? That's how um, yeah. I got the popularity. That's how I went out there because I was different from other creators. Like I, I, I was looking at my unique selling point and my unique selling point is the creative creativity and my creative touch which mm-hmm. um, I see that it's 
I know I'm, I'm very different. I'm very different. I can do everything. Yeah, I'm yeah. designing <laughs> everything. Like not everyone is like that. And, but I saw that there was something missing in this community and I wanted to do it. That's why I was also the first Trixer cosplayer because no one cosplayed Trixer when he got released. So I was like, why mm. am I not doing it? And it was <laughs> yeah. um, something that I started like running after is something that is missing. This co character wasn't cosplayed yet. I'm going to do it. So I, was running at after time or like running after these like new updates and releases because that's what would make me unique and that's how i see in the comments it's like oh my god she did it again she was so fast again it's because i'm running after this to finish it on time before anyone else does and that is it's it's kind of like a, like i said it is a competition kind of creation but it's not only competition it's a friendly competition mm -hmm. and uh oh yeah and that's what people have to see and acknowledge that, you know, of course, uh, you, can, you, you have to be friends with everyone. Like you, you need friends, you know, you need to be mm -hmm. humble, but you also yeah. need to reach for your goals. You also need to set your goals. And that's what I see. A new update is coming, a new cosplay. My goal is to finish it before it either get released or like two weeks after the release. Yeah. And that's yeah, how and I reach my goals. <laughs> Yeah, and that's you. You did that recently. Your skull merchant cosplay like took the world by storm because like behavior announced the skull merchant, and then like the next day you had a skull merchant cosplay. Like, how cool was that? And uh, yeah, <laughs> I was wondering if you could talk about that whole process because you you're talking about the theory of it, and now you've applied it multiple times now, and especially seemed to hit a really nice sweet spot with the skull merchant. Yeah, so I like I said, that is basically my content. Most of it, it's cosplay, streaming is on the side. And every time there is an announcement of a cosplay or anything that is out there, I start planning on it. So my idea or like my spark to do this Skull Merchants cosplay happened on stream. It was on Wednesday, the, P the, the announcement of the PTB got released on uh, Tuesday. And on Wednesday, I was in my stream and I was sitting there and... Suddenly I decided, you know what? I'm going to cosplay her because uh, yeah. I didn't do any um, women or like characters like spirit. I didn't do spirit yet. I didn't do that many characters yet. Um, women characters in that. But they so I decided, hey, I did Zarina. Why should I not do either another, uh, you know, beautiful woman, girl boss character? And I decided, OK, yeah. I'm going to do I'm a skull merchant. So what I did is I grabbed my iPad. I opened the program on my um on my pc and i streamed the process of me designing uh the cosplay or like the character first like the skull merchant okay. so i had the video on the side open of the skull merchant and i started drawing the skull merchant so i could remember how she looked i could remember her like you know uh her her is like basically the character itself that's how i remember with my cosplays i always sketch everything and then i do the process and it was cool because okay. my, my stream could see it that I was working on. I said, I'm going to cosplay her. We're going to do first a sketch because that's how I start every time I do a cosplay. That's how I start. Um, so throughout those days, I decided to, okay, slowly, I don't have much time. I'm going to do the cosplay also on stream and outside of the stream because if I stream for five hours, I lose five hours of my cosplay work. Right. And I want it yeah. to be done by the before the release like a couple of days before the release so i was running against time <laughs> i was getting i yeah. was looking in my room for all the materials that i had i had i basically recycled most of the things um okay. the only thing that i bought was the pvc pipes 
uh, and I already had as a cosplay, you have Warbla and everything, all the materials are already there. So I had a good head start. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I, I also found something. So I had a cosplay of Yuffie from Final Fantasy VII. And she has this like arm shoulder pad uh, mm -hmm. with her protector. And I didn't cosplay her at all. I don't think I will ever cosplay. So I decided, you know what? That's how I'm going to do it now. I'm going to take this apart. I'm going to sew everything together because it fits to the Skull Merchant's, you know, um, wow. sh yeah. shoulder pad. So yeah. I, I already had a vision. I looked at everything that was in my room. Okay, I'm going to do this and this and that. I started sketching all different parts of the Skull Merchant. So zooming in, doing tiny things one by one. I was planning everything out. So after that, I started, um, I started um, working on it, but also on stream. I, I did the mask on stream. I was working on uh, like tiny things on stream uh, so everyone could see that I was working on it because I didn't have time. I was under pressure. <laughs> and mm. um, I did a list of like, okay, in two weeks, it has to be done. This is what I'm going to do for the first week. And this is what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do for the second week. So I was planning ahead. I was also telling my friends because normally I would just play with them games after my streams or like when I, in my free right. time, I told them, I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to finish this and then I can enjoy playing games or like, you know, listening to music or sleeping or napping. So I did not sleep at all. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I forgot also to take um, some my my thyroid medicine because I have hypothyroid, so I also suffer from chronic oh, fatigue. Right. So I forgot right. during that time to do oh, a lot, no. but it was worth it in the end. I finished it on time. I once yeah. I start working on a cosplay, I get the strife of finishing it, um, being like yeah. really obsessed with like finishing it, and yeah, that's how I worked on it. It's a lot of like putting pressure on myself. That's unbelievable because, uh, yeah, like the, the amount of planning that goes into that and the execution of that plan, like I really commend you on that. And I, I really enjoyed seeing your tweets and your, your pictures about the process, like how you, you know, like you, your design into the actual crafting uh, of the cosplay and then the finished product. Like, I think that's, that's another really big thing that people, <coughs> excuse me. That's another really big thing that people respond to on social media in any platform, a story, like a, a, a beginning, a middle and an end. Like, I think people focus too much on like the funny moments or the cool moments, but like an actual narrative is so cool. Like that, mm -hmm. that, that's, that really gets me going. I'm like, oh my God, please give me more. <laughs> like, I love <laughs> seeing like something like that and uh you know the the fact that the official dead by daylight account like shared your your cosplay was really amazing and uh, i was wondering if you could talk about that like how did, did they contact you and say hey is it cool if we do this or like how, how does how does that work <laughs> yeah they sent me a message on twitter um and we've had a lot of like messages of writing each other uh in the past years yeah. um cool. so they just messaged me and they said like hey we like your uh, your skull merchant cosplay is it um uh, is it okay to share it with you? We would like to, you know, share also your process uh, besides that and just like, you know, do an album of it uh, as a tweet. And I, um, and I just like said like, yeah, why not? Um, uh, mm -hmm. That would be an honor because I was working hard and 
I never thought it would look like that. And I was really surprised by all the feedback and um, love that I received from it. I was like, yeah, of course. I, I mean, I'm doing content for you. And not, I'm doing mm -hmm. that by daylight content. And yeah. it's an honor if the actual game sees the hard work that I've been putting on it and shares mm -hmm. it. And I can also like inspire other people because my craftsmanship oh, yeah. is being shown then. And that's something mm -hmm. that me as a content creator wants to um, achieve. I want to inspire people and everyone out there to do, um, to do, to be creative and do something uh, you know, that, that is fun. That is, uh, you know, that's, that's like, I don't know that, how do you say that? It's like something that makes someone happy and someone smile. Yeah. And that is like my mm -hmm. drive. My main drive is to inspire everyone to cosplay because cosplaying is for everyone. Everyone can cosplay. You don't need to be mm -hmm. perfect or like, you know, everything that I did there back then I was not as good as that. It's just my imagination that like, you know, puts the crafts right. together, but that's how you learn of mm -hmm. being creative. It's not born. It's not yeah. like jeans. It's nothing. It's purely imagination and working with that imagination and practicing, 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 learning from other sources on how to work with this material, learning from other sources on how to sew. Even if you cannot sew, it, there's always one moment where you want to learn and do it. So that's what I want to do. I want to, yeah, show everyone that it is possible to, uh, yeah, to reach that goal, even if you are not, you, even if you did never, like, how do you say this, study or like study design mm -hmm. or never, like, you know, right. has it as an occupation. Um, everything is possible. And uh, mm -hmm. I like how I, there was this one comment that I found really cute. And I was like, thank you for sharing this. It's really motivating me of doing cosplays on my own and starting to cosplay. And that's what I want to reach. I want to touch everyone's heart and say like, hey, I want to cosplay now too, because it's kind of cool what you did there. Yeah. That's really amazing. Like that's, that's the ultimate, right? Like for me, like I, I, I don't cosplay, but I, I've had people send me comments saying like, I don't even play DVD, but I enjoy your TikToks. And I went out and bought DVD on the weekend and I'm playing with my friends and we're having a good time. I'm just like, oh my God, that's like the best thing I could ever hear. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the, the feedback goes, uh, like the, the positive feedback can go a really far away. And have you, um, I, I guess another question for me is, have you, you don't have to name names or anything, but have you had conversations from people you've maybe looked up to or really respect who, as a result of your content, they've reached out to you or even just send any kind of cool, like, Hey, that's, that's nice. I like that. Or have you had much of that? Uh, well, I don't look up to anyone except my friends uh, okay, and yeah. like other creators around me. And I see them all on the same line, let's say. I don't see anyone as like, you know, the big like, oh, my God, you're like out star or something like that. I don't yeah. I don't have this <laughs> feeling there. I'm, I'm pretty humble in this one. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I just see that like newer creators just like, you know, start following me or start like messaging me. I'm saying like, hey, you did something like really cool. I like, oh, you're, you're, you're the one who did this arena cosplay or like you're the one that did the Scholar Merchant cosplay. I'm like, oh my gosh, is it really how far I reached with my content? Is this really what I achieved? It's just like a general picture of like, you know, whenever mm -hmm. I also go into DVD lobbies and they see my name, they're like, oh my God, Zarina. And suddenly there's this person 
choosing Zarina penguin penguin <laughs> outfit for me. Yeah. And that is something that I feel it's, yeah, it's like the the fulfillment and um mm-hmm. and it's not like anyone big out there any you know famous a creator for me mm-hmm. it's mostly like the entire community of seeing that mm-hmm. uh, who i am that's amazing yeah i love your zarina cosplays because like i don't know if i've mentioned this to you but i'm a zarina main and uh <laughs> so when i saw your zarina cosplays i was like wait you're actually serena like that <laughs> melted my mind and i was like that's so cool and I, that, that's another big moment where i was like okay circling Vizzy's name gotta get busy <laughs> on red rank podcast so yeah serena's um and also you've um you're you're not a serena main though right you you play mostly felix yeah i'm a felix main i used to well i've been Maining Felix for like over two years now, and uh, mm-hmm. I was I was Felix in Claudette Main. Okay. Um, yeah. And then I I also like Zarina. I was like Zarina needs more love, and I don't see any Zarina cosplay, and she's kind of cool because like I kind of have like some the same interest as her. She mm-hmm. takes pictures, and I like I said before, I used to be a photographer who would do travel photography or like you know landscape right. photography. So I feel that like this character could be me in the fog right now. And um, that's how I saw like, I kind of want to to cosplay her and I kind of want to play her because uh, she's pretty cool. So mm-hmm. I put her also into my main list. And I since I started cosplaying her, I would also play her and not only Felix because everyone keep telling me, you've been playing Felix since you started playing DVD. Like, can you do you do you want to play someone else? I was like, no, not really. (laughs) And then I found (laughs) yeah, exactly. And then I found Claudette because Claudette also has like a beautiful lore, super cute Mm -hmm. character, and um, and also uh, like she's uh, like it's not written what she is, but um, you can read it through the lines uh, that she has autism. And I got recently diagnosed mm-hmm. with her autism myself. Okay. So I feel that there's yeah. like this connection with me and Claudette that I feel like I need to protect her and I want her to, you know, survive in the fog. And it was the same way as Felix. Like I've been mainly playing Felix, of course, because I bought the game when he got released. Because uh, right. I look at the characters that I want to play, and I saw mm-hmm. Felix, and I was like, I'm gonna main him. But I didn't main him until March 2021 because I was okay. so scared of playing. Because my friend and I were like, you know, I I feel like I'm not ready to play him, so I was maining Yui uh, mm-hmm. for like two like for two months, and then I switched to Felix, and um and I was like, now I'm ready to play him. I thought like at like 300 hours, I was ready to play him. I was really yeah. bad looking, you know. That's like you don't want to, you don't want to make this character look bad. So I was waiting for it. Oh yeah. And um, and I feel like then I started reading his lore, and his lore is amazing. Like he has one of oh, the cool. best lores in Dead by Daylight, in my opinion. That I started mm. researching a lot. I started, oh, cool. um, uh, you know, getting like more to know this character, and also like for me, what I saw is I saw myself in him as well. And, oh, cool. um, and I also have like, it's not written in there, but his characteristic traits is of someone who might have autism as well. Okay. So him and Claudette yeah. were the ones that were really close to me and that I had to main. And then Zarina popped in. <laughs> and then I was oh, like, Oh, that's yeah, amazing. That's me basically. <laughs> <between them." laughs> yeah. 
I was curious. I, I wanted to ask you, like, change, change gears just a little bit, because you, you mentioned uh, you're recently diagnosed with autism. Now, in terms of people like me or anybody in your community, is there anything we should keep in mind or consider um, when you tell us that information? Is there anything that you're like, I wish people knew this about me in terms of when uh, they're watching my content or I get obsessed with same things and everyone can see how much I'm obsessed with Felix uh, and how much I'm obsessed with uh, Dead by Daylight. That is one of the traits that I'm having um, that I cannot stop mm -hmm. talking about it, but I gather a lot of information and I do my research and I don't want to stop talking about it. And I want to let people know that I've been finding out some stuff about them or the characters um mm. a lot of uh sometimes i have my tts on and there's like a lot of sensory overload and if there's okay. too many alerts i shut down sometimes i don't let it see oh. i don't let it i don't show it on my stream i mm. just show after the stream i'm very stressed and that i just like lay in bed and cry oh, wow. so that is yeah. something that like i i did some changes now on my stream because it happened like a couple of weeks ago where i was not mm -hmm. really feeling well and okay. also, like I said, when this happened with, I didn't know back then that I had it, but um, when this happened with the twi Twitter thing um, of the word that I didn't know what it was, I was right. very hardly overreacting. I mm -hmm. was really not in a good place. And that's where I said, like my, that's where my health started declining. And I was always asking myself why. Why do I feel this way? Why am I overreacting? Other people are so strong and they can like handle it normal. Why can I not handle this? And it's like things like that that make me really uh, burned out and uh, mm. and gives me this type of meltdown where I am really angry at, at myself and I start right. like not liking myself. And this is something that I kind of want to avoid oh. of getting pushed into drama. Mm. And uh, yeah, and seeing that like i don't mean it in a harm way uh that i don't know and people should tell me that if i did anything yeah. wrong they should definitely tell me because i don't see it the first uh, time i don't see it mm -hmm. the second time i see it when they tell me honestly what's been going on mm -hmm. yeah i i applaud you for again the way you approach things the way you handle things um because like you you work very hard you, you've in your professional life. I can tell that. And then also you find the time and energy to create these amazing cosplays and stream on a regular basis, which is really hard to, for anybody to do, whether you're part-timer, full-timer. And, um, you know, you, you have mentioned before, I think it was in your profile as well that you, have an invisible illness and that's something that you have to power through every day like how do you, how do you how do you manage that while doing all of these things which are very time and energy consuming like uh, that's got I, that's got to be hard to do and I, I applaud you for doing everything you're doing it's very tough um it's very tough because um i have days where i have some flare-ups and i just cannot get out of my bed and i've been stuck in my bed for like two days um i've been having a hard time then getting up motivating myself and it's mostly because i i, I suffer from hypothyroidism so basically i am tired all the time my um. thyroid works really slow 
and um and my main um symptom is chronic fatigue and i okay. go out i cannot go out and walk for like 10 15 minutes because i get tired um if i go to uh -huh. run some errands i need to go to bed and sleep because i'm so tired and with my now newly find autism i know now that like my hypothyroidism and with the autism where if you get a burnout you're very highly fatigued for like a couple of weeks it just adds oh, wow. up to my symptoms and i get like really bad symptoms and a lot of like depression where i just feel like i'm nothing i'm useless and you know mm -hmm. i cannot do anything that normal people can do because it adds up with the hypothyroidism and with the autism it clashes together and then i mm -hmm. am double tired even by if i take my medication and yeah. it's very hard for me to do content uh, that's why i've been lacking on doing youtube videos because sometimes i feel like i don't really want to do anything because i'm too tired um i don't feel like my mindset is right in to sit there and work on it because if something goes wrong i really get this meltdown and i just like you know don't want to work on it anymore because i want it to be yeah. finished um, so I take breaks for like two weeks because now I haven't been working for two weeks on a cosplay because I know that in between I'm feeling very bad and I don't want to force myself, but I'm giving myself the schedule and the time of like, okay, in two weeks, everything that is happening with your body is going to be fine because it happened so many times. And then you can work again for like a bit, but always putting the reminder of like, take your medication, take the breaks that you need, eat. Because I've been always forgetting to do these things if I push myself, which happened uh, with the Skull Merchants um, cosplay. I mm -hmm. was not yeah. taking care of myself. I mean, the result was good. Everything was fine that happened. But the aftermath was really bad. <laughs> so. Oh, I'll bet. <laughs> yeah. And it, again, I applaud you for, for getting through that and enjoying like a lot of notoriety and respect throughout the DVD community for, for what you did. And um yeah, that was on my mind too when when you were when you showed your whole process and you talked about how hard you worked through it. I was like, my gosh, I, I can't imagine, you know, do you know, going through your day to day kind of fatigue that you you have to deal with uh, on top of still functioning every day, and uh, that's got to be really tough. And uh, I actually had a, I think you know. Uh, just some punkster on mm -hmm. yes. the DVD community. Just some punkster was on recently on on my podcast, talking about um, having an invisible illness and, and dealing with with uh, chronic fatigue. And one of the things that punkster talked about, which I think is really important for people to consider, like some some people might hear your story and might go, "Oh, I I know what that's like." You know, I, I get up at eight in the morning and I go to work and then I come home and I cook dinner and then I'm so wiped out at the end. I got a stream and I'm so wiped out by the end of it, but it's like, that's not the same. You know, you had the energy to go to work and then cook dinner and then stream. Like that's not the same thing. And, and that's what punkster talked about, which I yeah. think is really important for people that, might be listening or people in your community, my community, like it's, uh, what, what you have to deal with is, is not the same as what people are describing in that imaginary scenario that I just outlined. So, yeah, um, I talked to punkster too. And, um, well, like, and like talking with them was really helpful for me because, um, I was 
also like asking myself is is this whether i have a chronic fatigue or not is that an illness like is that like a disability that i'm having or not and i was exchanging and like you know i'm telling them that mine is not as you know as hard as theirs it's mostly mm -hmm. like you know i have these flare-ups but i don't have them like um how do you say that continuously as them i mm -hmm. really yeah. like i have I, I'm also like tired and we exchange like a idea, not ideas, but like experiences and they are really similar mm -hmm. for me. It's yeah. that I am taking the medication and it's helping me for them. It's like, mm -hmm. they're trying to do everything and it's not, there's nothing to cure. There's nothing in the research. And, and that's why punks are really inspired me of like being more open about what I'm having because so many people yeah. don't understand that. Like, um, the fatigue that we're having is not the same fatigue as they're having because we yeah. can just wake up and get up and put some clothes on and that's how we're tired already. And that is yeah. something that a lot of people don't understand because they see like, yeah, everyone is tired. You know, we also feel like that. Why you, you just sleep too much and that's why you're so tired. And it's something that mm -hmm. like I feel very mis not a misunderstood, but like I feel like not respected with that. Because yeah. mm -hmm. um, they don't know, uh, like they know that I have hypothyroidism and hypothyroidism is something that like every ha one has a different symptom and mine is that. And it feels like, you know, you have to fight through the day to make it and you have mm -hmm. to plan your resources of energy for doing things such as streaming or like, you know, um, doing some daily stuff. Like for me, sometimes when I'm tired, I lack hygiene, you know, because I don't want to mm -hmm. get up and I don't want to, you know, brushing my teeth is already tiring. And sometimes the medication yeah. works, sometimes not. And that's why mm -hmm. I feel like Punkster is really, really strong, a very strong individual, a great oh, content yeah. creator. And, um, putting light into these subjects of like an invisible illness really helped me of like also accepting mine mm -hmm. as an invisible illness and as an Ill illness and not of just like, yeah, that goes away probably eventually. Like my doctor said, yeah, it might be going away. It might not. You just have to do blood tests. And then after that, you're mm -hmm. going to see I've been having it now for five years. And, um, and yeah, and it's something that is like really like, important to talk about especially as a creator like yeah. it's not like you know you're just at home doing nothing no you cannot do anything yeah yeah and uh, again yeah, i i can only speak to what i've observed I, I have a loved one who's really close to me who has uh, rheumatoid arthritis and um we didn't know that they had rheumatoid arthritis until much later like things got really bad and we're like okay we should get this checked out and um yeah the doctor let this person know and it's just so um just seeing what my loved one had has to go through like they have good days and they've got bad days and and, and the bad days um this part yeah it's it's really hard just to do anything like even mm -hmm. just get out of bed and go sit in the living room and try to enjoy a show on tv or something like that that became um like a really big task and um yeah i think that yeah when you compare that to somebody who's out there trying to say like you know oh i'm so wiped out after work and i'm after i after i stream after I, i'm so tired no that's not the same same mm -hmm. thing so um yeah that's why it, it, another thing i wanted to talk to you about is just like 
I think it's really important to, as you said earlier, it's important to shed light on this kind of topic just to give people a better understanding of where you're coming from and um, what makes you as a person. And um, yeah, I think that, yeah, I think it's just a good thing if we can just normalize these conversations and inform and educate people. Cause that, that's been my approach for content creation. What that it's always my goal to inform and educate and just give people different perspectives and maybe get a conversation going. Um, so yeah, when I talked to uh punkster about hashtag saved by the fog and I looked into like some of the responses people have posted on Twitter, I'm like, wow, this, you know, invisible illness, uh, in, in all of its forms, affects a lot of people in the community mm-hmm. so yeah if we can if we can inform and educate the broad dead by daylight community i think that'd be a good thing and yeah just to give people more information to work with in terms of how to react when they see that yeah and also be open about it of like don't uh, don't be afraid of anyone judging you saying like yeah they're just doing it for the cloud it's something that is it's out there and it's serious and that's what brought them of doing content or something like that because they cannot do anything else and it's not like you know for like like I said for the cloud it's about like you know being happy and doing something at least that you know fulfills their day and mm-hmm. um and that's why I've been more open in the recent years about it because I had like people coming into my streams a couple of years ago saying like, oh my God, you look very tired from like, you know, 5 p.m. starting oh, to stream, no. looking really fresh Sorry, wow. my lights. to, um, yeah, your eyes, you look very tired. I think you have to go offline. I didn't wow. want to go offline and end my stream because I was having fun, but people coming into my stream saying like, yeah, your eyes suddenly changes because at one point when I was tired, you could see that I had dark circles under my eyes. My eyes was this. My expression was really tired. Like I looked, mm. I knew I looked terrible, but like mentally I was there. It was just my body that was shutting down and I didn't want it to end because I was having fun. But it's just that at one point um. I was tired and that's how I never said anything except like I've had thyroid, period. I didn't know back then I also had autism, but like, you know, that's something that like I found out now. And um, and then it was very, how do you say, frustrating to hear it every time. Every time 10 p.m. hit, you could see me. Even at work, when I work at my dad's, um, at 10 p.m. you could see my eyes like being like all red and all puffy because I was too tired and I couldn't work anymore. And mm-hmm. that's something that I've stayed quiet for a while. I've never acknowledged it. And now also thanks to Punkster and thanks to the Debadale community of seeing a lot of people with invisible and chronic illnesses, I could like finally feel like I belong. I also have like a place here because I'm not the only one who has something going on with their body and with their health. Um, and that's how I'm really grateful for the um, community and also for Punkster for raising light towards uh, these things within the community. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's what I, th- I th- that's what I think can happen from a situation like this. Like uh, anybody participating in hashtag Saved by the Fog, everybody there can draw strength from each other, and just having somebody you can relate to can go a really long way to in terms of like improving your mental health and making you feel good about what you're doing. Because like, uh, 
you know, like if you're having a tough day, I can see how it would help to be like, oh, yeah, I, I saw Punkster streaming today. I feel good about that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, that can be a really amazing thing. Um, now, in terms of the community, I, I know you've been very vocal uh, about your desire to join the Fog Whisper program. What, what would that mean to you if Dead by Daylight contacted you and like, hey, we want you to be in the program? <laughs> I would feel very grateful and I would want to be a role model for everything, for everyone. Um, it would, it would mean the world to me. It would mean that I've reached one milestone and, you know, and it feels like I am someone who can inspire and motivate and yeah, and move mountains and help them, Mm -hmm. uh, going through their daily struggles, uh, and also like teach them. Uh, to teach them some things, uh, you know, some some of my experience. It would be like, um, first of all, like raising awareness towards the cosplay community, which is like uh, really difficult, especially nowadays, because uh, like the cosplay community is like really huge right now. But in the content creation world, it is not really... Um, like in the gaming world, let's say it's not really appreciated. So I don't see that many oh. um, that many creators in an ambassador program that also do the cosplay, unless it's like on Dead by Day, like you have Sammy MJ, you have like really good, like you have Evo, mm-hmm. you have so many uh, deer that yeah. do like a, like exceptional, beautiful um, cosplays. But I feel like there needs to be more creativity in there. And that's what I want to bring. I want to bring creativity mm-hmm. there. And I also want to bring... Um, awareness to about towards my struggles that I've been through and also um and also like see like that everyone can reach that goal if you just like you know know what you want to do and you know what you want to um achieve for me for me for Mm -hmm. example my when I started streaming it was I wanted to do a huge charity stream for cancer because I lost my mom uh in 2014 to cancer and for me it was like i want to raise awareness and i want to raise money to help everyone for cancer research and to make her happy and um that was one of my main drives because i saw one of my friends um doing a charity stream for children and uh in hospitals and i saw that like Um, This is something that I would like to do as a content creator. mm -hmm. I want to inspire and motivate. And in the Fog Whisperer program, I would want to do the same with like, you know, it's not only about the bad state of the game uh, and always talking bad about the game. It's also about the creative process of the game. It's also about the adventure Mm -hmm. of everyone in the game. And I want to um, represent Dead by Daylight in a way that I can move mountains and I can make a change. (laughs) <laughs> and um and also be one of the the few that uh, talented people that do cosplays and uh lore videos and mm-hmm. you know i i live for that by daylight it's it's the game that really saved me in the last two, uh two and a half years it's over mm-hmm. two and a half years but yeah it's uh and I want to, I don't know, I don't know anyone's goal or drive of being Fogwars. I see a lot of people that are really good um, member of the community and they have really um, wholesome communities. And I am not there yet, but maybe one day I can, with all the content that I'm doing, I can inspire more people and represent Dead by Daylight in a very positive and impactful way. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I I think you're well on your way. I think uh, Dead by Daylight would. I think it would be their privilege to have you in their program, and uh, I I want that so badly for you because, you know, just hearing you talk about, um, you know, doing uh, charity streams for for cancer research. I'm, I'm really sorry about your mother. We actually just lost our mother-in-law uh, almost a year ago to um, cancer, unfortunately, and um, that that really strikes close to home for me and. Uh, you know, in terms of like your your charity work, like on the topic, I, I noticed you joined the stream team, uh, Horizon Onward. How cool is that? And they're, they're one of their big focuses. They're probably the main focus is doing charity work. So mm-hmm. what was that like for you when you received the news and all of that fun stuff? I I was very surprised because I felt like I did not have this place in the community. I didn't apply the first time, especially because of the things that happened. Um, and I felt like, you know, who wants to have someone who was, you know, who was in the spotlight a couple months ago because of a tournament of the things that they said? Like, who wants them in a stream team? So I felt like I had... You know, I took a huge step back from the community and I was very shy and I didn't even apply because I was like, yeah, no one really wants me. I I messed it up. And when this happened, like I said, um, this happened, I thought like my train of like becoming a Falk Whisperer one day would be departed because of like, you know, the things that I that that I said unintentionally and without uh, malicious intent. Um, I thought like, yeah, no one wants me in the community. They have like prejudices. I was so scared of like going into other people's stream and I didn't even apply for Horizon because it was something like I wanted to apply and I messaged my friends and I said like, I kind of wanted to apply, but I'm scared of it because I don't know what they think about me because it was like very fresh. Um, the application happened very freshly. Um, when this thing, uh, during the tournament happened, so when I got the message, I was like, you know what, I am going to do it because my main focus was charity streams and raising money and awareness towards um, racial injustice, mental health, um, animal and human rights. So this is like a, oh, something cool. that I really want to put light on and focus on in my journey as a content creation besides, you know, doing cosplays. And mm-hmm. um when I applied, I was like, yeah, they're not going to take me anyway. So I was not even expecting them to message me or email me. Uh, and then suddenly yeah. I received an email and I was like, no way. I was so excited because <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. It's like a big step to towards the goal that I'm having in a couple of years. And it's something mm-hmm. that like I can finally do something good for the community and also mm-hmm. for any uh, marginalized group in in the community mm-hmm. and and horizon is a powerhouse uh, for charities and also yeah. in the dead by daylight community which you don't see that much except you see yeah. you see like um you see some uh events how is it called again the one um the one with oh, the... Are... like the uh with with dead by daylight yeah, how is it called? Uh, is it called Into the Rainbow? Into the Rainbow, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, was, that is yeah. like something like really big that During I really Pride love Month. to watch. Exactly. And this is something like mm-hmm. Horizon is doing something similar in the Dead by Daylight community. And it feels like, mm-hmm. wow, um, I'm part of this now. I'm part of like, you know, 
being impactful for the community in a good way because uh, we see a lot of negativity and mm-hmm. um and i participated also in light in the fog last year so for me it was like you know right. the first beautiful thing that happened to help someone out and this is like something that i um i want to do I, I like my like i said my my place down there by daylight is super altruistic yeah. my friends tell me v you're too altruistic <laughs> and um outside yeah. i'm also too altruistic and that's yeah. like it reflects <laughs> myself it reflects who i am and also my main yeah. is super altruistic as well because all the perks are True. there to help someone so yeah it feels like i don't know <laughs> i finally have a position in this community as someone who can help even if i die on hook the first time <laughs> it's okay i can relate to that yeah and i think you're in really good hands uh pixel and whisperks are just incredible humans i actually had whisperks on my podcast uh, a few months back and i'll have to track pixel down maybe sometime we'll see yes uh, it's kind of interesting like if you look at my previous guests i've inadvertently interviewed like a lot of people from horizon onwards so <laughs> yes that's, true. that's really cool yeah so um and the next person i'm talking to uh, was also announced on for horizon onward and that was yeah bear uh, i guess we'll just spoiler it here <laughs> so <laughs> it's super super exciting I- i'm so happy for you like it seems like you've got a real a lot of really good things going on for you got some good momentum and um you know, I, I like to put a bit of bit of a spotlight on that and like champion people like that because, uh, you know, there's a lot of negativity in this DVD world. I, I like to try to counterbalance that with some happiness and some smiles if we can. <laughs> yeah, there's too much negativity right now. And I mean, I, everyone's feelings is valid, right? But there's mm, also yeah. like the good side of people uh, like in the community and it's not only about toxicity. We also have to remind ourselves that like this game brought us all together and gave us new friendship oh, yeah. and new ideas. And we all kind of like developed from it uh, in a positive way. And we have to also be thankful about that and not only about like, okay, I don't like this chapter. I don't like, I don't know what's been going on there. Uh, there is, like I said, there's always a reason, of course, to be upset and disappointed. It's normal, but there's also a reason to be happy of where you are in right now and how much the game saved you from your loneliness or from your daily struggles yeah. or for anything that's been going on in your life. We are all here or like we all play the game for a reason. We just don't play the game mm-hmm. because, you know, we just play the game and uh, there's always a meaning behind something. And we have to be grateful for that, too. No one is mm-hmm. perfect. Oh, Totally. Exactly. I we we have to accept all of our flaws and when we need to we learn from it and we grow as people. That's that's mm-hmm. what I always say cuz like uh I had a really good chat with Volpixia once on Twitter about how like I there was something I did in my past in the DVD community that was kind of regrettable, you know. I basically um I did a, t- a TikTok duet on a whim. This was when I had like, you know, maybe 400, maybe 500 followers. I was pretty small fry at the time. Um, but I did a duet of somebody who 
I thought they were trying to make themselves look cool, but I was like kind of just knocking them down a peg. I was just kind of like, oh, no, you're not a good runner. Like, this is bad. And don't do this and don't do that. It was it was not it was not cool. It was not a moment I'm proud of. I'm actually quite ashamed of that. Um, But the sad thing is it caught the algorithm. People were watching it all the way Mm. through and then commenting and they were watching it multiple times. So it actually became one of my most viewed at the time. It was my most viewed TikTok, And, um, I, I, I I learned from that experience and I grew from that experience. And so I, I said, okay, I'm not going to take my content in that direction where I could probably easily keep farming views, keep farming engagements and impressions by being a jerk to people by Mm -hmm. commenting on their TikToks, going, Oh no, this is, why are you doing this? Don't do that. Like that, that, that was like the whole, and I did it on a whim. I didn't really think much about it, but it kind of caught fire. And, um, for months I was receiving, uh, threatening messages and stuff. <laughs> and, uh, I, I did issue an apology later on and I tagged that person and they were really good about it. Um, but you know, I, it, it, going back to my story, uh, I talked to Volpixia about that and it's like, people want to, I'm paraphrasing what Volpixia said, but Volpixia said something to the effect of, do people want to just keep you in that prison? Or that do they want to let you be free and learn and grow from that experience? Because if they want to keep you in a box, that's their choice. But like, you can choose not to engage with those people, you mm-hmm. know? Because like, like, hey, aren't you that guy who three years ago you said this? And that's three years ago, dude. Like, get over it. <laughs> I, I learned. I apologize. Yeah. I've moved on. You should too. So. There's also a reason for people to bring up things that happened in the past. And I know I'm ready for it that at one point someone is going to do the same with me with every, anything that I said or have done before. The more you grow, the more enemies you also make. And um, mm-hmm. it's it's part of it. You, you're not always going to be liked. There's also going to be people that don't like you, but there's also going to be people that like you. And it's a normal thing. You cannot be the popular person over and over again. Because, uh, yeah, mm. that's that's not how it works. There's always some people that like don't vibe with you or don't like the way you are, and that's pretty normal. So, um, mm-hmm. but bringing stuff back out from the past because I see also big creators where like some people in, in the community like just like drop in stuff that happened like five six years ago, and then they have to like apologize again. Um, mm. I don't like this behavior because it's basically like digging in the past if this chapter is done and it's been like discussed it should be done and you know and it should not be mm-hmm. brought back up for blackmailing or for like you know for the cloud in my opinion that is not a mature um uh behavior it should you know mm-hmm. it should not be brought up again because you were not there at that time and suddenly you're bringing that back up or like you were there at yeah. the time and you're still feeling like you didn't forgive them okay it's good you don't have to like mm-hmm. that person, but move on with your mm-hmm. life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a really good approach. Um, now, I do want to be mindful of the time because uh, I've kept you here for quite some time, but I, oh, I, I really still... appreciate this. Co- 
depends on you um but I, I really do appreciate the time that you've given me and like i think you've given us a lot of really good information to consider like I think in the past on your through your Twitter, I think you've talked about how you've actually done studies and, um, you know, social media was your job at one point. And I think that piece when you're talking about like the algorithm and SEO, and I think that's, I do have a lot of content creators who listen to this podcast. So I think that people really be able to sink their teeth into that, so to speak, mm-hmm. and really get something good out of that and uh, i really appreciate that because it was almost like it's almost like you're teaching us a social media class at one point which yeah. i appreciate because I, I love that like I, i'm a i'm a bonehead i don't like i try to keep up with trends i try to keep up with what's working and what's not and i've started to adjust some of my content but it, it really helps to hear from somebody who's more educated than that particular field so thank you for that i have to thank my teacher too <laughs> <laughs> yeah because oh, i definitely. had to convince them that the algorithm changed because they were like still stuck in uh yeah in like five years ago <laughs> oh ex- exactly and that's the thing like you're, you're constantly i know what that's like when you're having these conversations with people who maybe don't get it and you're just like no trust me you're I, I can show you, (laughs) I can show you, I can give you proof. That's one thing that really gets me about this community. I can show them proof of a certain perk being too strong and they'll look at it like, no, no, it's not, it's not good. It's not even that. Dylan Dylan KG does it really well. Like Dylan KG collects data to like prove things. And, uh, Mm -hmm. and that is like really, um, really interesting to see some insights about like, you know, data mining, um, especially that's because that's the main content that Dylan does. And it's really Mm -hmm. like, you know, cool to see the opinion of like, you know, what he sees there. And, and like I said, he has like, he proves it like really right. He does this like research oh, yeah. like, very long until he finds mm-hmm. the answer and then he puts them all together. And a lot of people like, mm-hmm. you know, bash on him of saying like, yeah, that is not true. But he's been working on providing you, you know, meaningful data for you to process mm-hmm. it that it's not like, you know, it's not like just like some random casual occasion or occurrence. It is how the meta is right now. And Dylan is really good in this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. I appreciate Dylan's approach with here's some measurable data. Here's mm-hmm. here's my point. Here's some measurable statistics behind it. Yeah. And people will still say, no, I disagree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, what I like to do as well, like um, near the end of each podcast, I like to give you an opportunity to talk about anything you're working on and plug anything you've got going on in terms of streaming, uh, any platforms you're active on. Uh, do you want to tell us where where we can find you online? Uh, yes, you can find me online, of course, on Twitch uh, with the name Vizzy. To so, so should I also say like twitch.tv is like, no? Yeah, sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, you can Let's find me. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you can uh, find me, of course, on Twitch on Monday, Wednesday, and Thursdays um, at European time, 5 p.m. Uh, 
I, of course, I'm going to play that by daylight. I'm going to also do sometimes cosplay streams. Uh, you can also check these things out on my social twitter.com uh, slash visibun. Uh, there mm -hmm. I put like some updates about um, upcoming cosplays. I never show what cosplay I'm working on. I always like to okay. surprise it. And I've see, I don't put process on my pro uh, cosplay because I'm never sure if it's good. But if the cosplay mm -hmm. is out, it's out on Twitter. Uh, also on Instagram, yeah. busy XYZ on Instagram. Um, that's where I sometimes upload, but it's not really like my main source anymore. And of course, mm -hmm. I'm going to also start on YouTube uh, uploading more how I do my makeup. I have a video coming up of how I worked on one of my cosplays that I still haven't oh, cool. edited yet, but I, yeah. I, I published it in December. So uh, youtube.com slash busy, you can find me there as well. I'm going to put some uh, gameplay out there or, uh, yeah, cosplay work, cosplay makeup process. Also, everything about my life, what I like, because I also like other things um, besides that by daylight. So it's more of like a variety uh, channel. And, yeah, that's basically it where you can find me. Great. Vizzy, I really appreciate it. Thanks again for taking the time to have a chat with me and have a chat with anybody listening to Red Rank Podcast. Uh, if you've listened to the the interview today, thank you for your time. And uh, again, a friendly reminder, whatever platform you're listening on, if you can rate, leave a comment, all of that helps with the algorithm. And we're, we're constantly trying to beat that almighty algorithm. So, And shares really help a lot too. So if you click sh the share button, and post it on your Facebook, your Twitter, uh, anywhere that, and people click on that, that really helps me as well. So definitely hit that share button, send it to your grandma, your auntie, your uncle, your niece, your nephew, your classmates, uh, spam everybody's inboxes with Red Rank Podcast. <laughs> uh, so again, uh, Vizzy, thanks for your time, and I, I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. Have a beautiful day, because for you, it's daytime. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thank you.